Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to Let's Plan a Wedding. I'm Dave. And I'm Mandy. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about a, a topic I know uh, all of the uh, gentlemen out there who listen to this podcast are going to just be riveted by. We're, today, we're going to be talking about shiz. Indeed, we are talking about shoes today. And I think this somewhat pertains to the men as far as can, picking their own footwear. Yeah. You I want mean, something that's comfortable and that complements your suit or tux or whatever you're wearing. Most importantly, you're going to be in it for a long time. Yeah. So and, you definitely want something that's comfortable. And so, uh, but again, I think we're we're going to spend the bulk of the time talking about the more complicated... Uh, the nice thing about being a guy is there's not a lot of shoe choices. There's like two. Black and brown? Mm. Mm. That's not even really a choice. Ladies, if if you're getting married to someone who's wearing brown shoes at your wedding, you probably need to get married to somebody else. Unfair. It depends on the color of the suit they picked. Yeah, but if you're wearing a brown suit to, uh, to your wedding, I mean... What, what about you... like a blue suit? I'd still wear black shoes. Yeah, some people yeah. would wear brown. Yeah, some people. Quit being judgy about shoes. I will be judgy about shoes. Uh, but yeah, no, so uh, Mandy had uh, recently gone on a uh, shoe shopping expedition with her mother. I did. Uh, surprisingly, everyone survived. We had a quite pleasant day. We had no arguments at all. Mm, no, we didn't. Really? Not even no. in the car on the way no. there? Okay. No arguments at all. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, and uh, and of course, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I'm sure you are already aware. Mandy's not like her favorite thing in the world to do is not necessarily to go shopping. Oh, I hate shopping. So I don't uh, even like to grocery shop. So I, I guess let, let let's start with the ladies' shoes. Like I say, we'll do five minutes at the end with the men's shoes. Uh, but uh, so. First, I guess, break down the 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 shoes is a more complicated s- series of decisions than I think most people would give it credit for. I think there is a lot to take in with a shoe. I mean, a lot of people would think it's a shoe. But, like I did previously comment on, you're going to be in that shoe for some time. So you do want to take that into account. First, you need to, I believe, decide... Do you want a flat shoe or do you want a heel? And I think a lot of girls lean towards, I want the heel because it looks nice. I want the heel because it's it's fancy and I'm in this fancy dress. But here's the thing to take into consideration, ladies. If you're uncomfortable in a heel or you cannot walk properly in a heel, that is going to be very problematic. Well, I mean, certainly if... if if that's the case and you're you're dedicated to the idea of the heel, you may want to start practicing now. Buy a practice pair, definitely. Start early. And actually how I learned to walk in heels many, many, many moons ago, because I wanted a pair more than anything in the world for my eighth grade graduation. And my mom made me a deal, and they were probably all of about two inches, hmm. which to an eighth grader, you know, that was to the moon they were so high and she made me a deal that she would let me walk my eighth grade graduation in heels if i could prove to her that i could walk in them so she bought me a pair and made me do all my household chores in heels 
I took the garbage out in heels. I washed dishes in heels. I vacuumed in heels. And I found it to be a really awesome way to learn how to walk in heels. So, I mean, just wearing them constantly. Not even wearing them constantly. Wearing them to do mundane tasks. Mm -hmm. Because once you can master doing simple things or everyday things in these shoes, then walking around in them becomes Mm. second nature. Well, and then, you know, also I I think important to note, because this is one of those things like I just, I didn't think of before you had mentioned it, is that uh, in order of events, it's uh, typically get the dress, then you got to get the shoes before you have the dress altered. Oh, absolutely. Because you have to figure out your hemline of where you want the dress to fall. And if you're in a pair of one-inch heels to a pair of five-inch heels, that's going to depend on where they're hemming your dress. Mm. Or if you're wearing a pair of flats, they're going to have to take it down even more. Mm. So you definitely need that before your first alteration meeting. And so... uh... You know, once once you had gotten your dress, what were you, what generally speaking, what were you looking for when it came to the shoes? Well, I personally knew I wanted a pair of heels. I wanted a pair of very tall heels, but I'm very comfortable in heels, so that was a non-issue for me. And I am very, very short. So the taller the heel, the less they're going to have to take off the dress. So I knew right away that I wanted something that was at least a four-inch heel, at the very minimum. And so then, you know, as far as, beyond that, as far as style, were you, did you have something in mind? I was pretty much open to style. I was actually trying to find a closed toad, so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to get a pedicure, but that was just (laughs) out of sheer laziness. But I did not accomplish that, so pedicures it is. And, I mean, you're already... I have to go for the manicure anyway, so... Yeah, so it's just another, I don't know, however long it takes. What's a pedicure take? Like, ten minutes? I, I guess it depends on the person doing okay, it. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I would think closer to, like, 25, half an hour. It should come as no shock to anyone. I've never had a pedicure, uh, so, yeah, I don't really know. Um... But yeah, so then I I know you had started looking. Well, you started looking. We'd we'd kind of go to stores and browse around, and then uh, were you searching uh, Amazon at all? I was. I was looking at a couple spots online, and I was not finding anything that I liked. And my mom wanted to. She offered to take me shoe shopping, and so I could try some on in real life as opposed to ordering them finding out I hate them, Mm. and sending them back. So we went to many different shoe stores where I found lots of things to hate about lots of pairs of shoes. So I guess anything about the shopping experience that's uh, worth noting? I mean, obviously you're coming at it from a bit of a bias, but, you know. I mean, definitely try them on, which is kind of common sense, I think. But, and don't, if it's not comfortable, even if it's your dream shoe, don't get it. You're going to have the regrets on it later. Mm. Because I found a pair that I actually kind of liked. I put them on, had them on for less than a minute, and realized it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever had my foot in pretty much ever in my whole life. 
So well, and like you had said, I mean, you you are gonna be depending on how your wedding schedules out. You're looking at probably putting those shoes on at maybe nine thirty, ten in the morning. And it depends on when your pictures are. Yeah, but, well, and if you're doing a... And when your ceremony is. Yeah, if you're doing a ceremony at a separate venue, and then that gets bumped up earlier. If you're doing, like, a, a, a you know, Catholic mass, it's going to be at, like, you know, nine ten in the morning. Right. And so you're putting those shoes on at around, you know, between 8.30 and 9.30 in the morning. And you're not going to take them off until, you know, what, after, after dinner at, at most. Or right. At, at the I mean, you might get a break in between. So, I mean, you're talking even even for our wedding, uh, where <clears throat> the ceremony and the 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 reception are at the same place. Uh, you know what? You're probably gonna slip those shoes on. Uh, it well, n- pictures start at, at noon. I so. was just gonna say I will put them on probably fifteen to thirty minutes before our first look photo, which I believe is scheduled to happen at about noon. Yeah. So like you know, the the shoes go on at eleven and they're not you know, the the soonest you'd be able to, to trade them out for something more comfortable would be nine. No, it's gonna be earlier than that. It's gonna be after our first dance. I'll pretty much have free reign to mm. kick the shoes off because after that pictures are done first dance and all the ceremonial stuff is pretty much wrapped so I'll have all those photos and at that point I won't care if the dress drags on the ground and mm. I'll probably kick over to flats but again you we're still talking about eight nine hours right and like I said there might be a chunk somewhere in between there where I get to slip them off for a little bit and walk around in flats but that's not even guaranteed so and, and again you know there's there's uh, some weddings where, again, depending on how the schedule rolls out, you might you might be in those shoes for close to twelve hours. So it better be a pair of shoes you're pretty com- I, that you're pretty comfortable. Well, that's my point. Even if, like I said, it's a shoe that it's it's fallen from heaven and it's your dream shoe. Don't take the mentality of I'm gonna bear with it because I love this shoe so much. You're gonna have the regrets three to four hours into wearing those shoes when your feet are blistered and bleeding and you're going to wish that you had went with something a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Well, and I know that that's a, especially a concern for us because once we get into pictures, there will be not a lot, but you know, uh, a not inconsiderable amount of walking involved because we're going to, we got a few locations kind of, around the hotel that we want to go for pictures and and that's going to involve you know walks of maybe two three blocks at a time um and yeah if you don't want to have blistered feet by the time we step out to do our first dance uh the 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 shoes better fit well and be comfortable and also i would say take into account your venue Mm. i've i personally i can walk on grass in heels But if you're getting married in a garden, you may want to look at more of a flat or a wedge, something that gives you more of a platform, because heels will sink in turf. Mm -hmm. You can get them stuck real easy, which my cousin (laughs) found out at her wedding. 
Oh no, what happened? Well, she had a garden wedding and we were all in heels and some of the girls weren't as skilled at walking in them. Are we talking and, are we talking about falling down or are we talking about you keep walking but you left your shoe two no, paces back? Neither, just the shoe poking through the ground and you have to constantly <laughs> pulling it up and her runway was basically grass. Mm. So luckily she did a trial run where we all brought the shoes to the grass and walked on them. But yeah, some of the girls found out the hard way that it's not the easiest to walk in dirt and grass in heels. Mm. Or like if you have a lot of stairs or cobblestones in the venue, I mean, that can be tragic. I'm super comfortable in heels and I got taken down by a cobblestone walkway <laughs> in Vegas <laughs> and I wasn't even drunk yet, so. Mm, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Okay. It was on my way to dinner. I mean. So, but. We're on mic, so of course you can deny it. But well, you, you can tell me the real story later. No, honest to God. All right. Down I went, sober as anything. If you say so. Wink. Heel went in between two cobblestones, and <laughs> down I go. So, I mean, yeah, cert- certainly consideration is, uh, I mean, yeah, I'd have to imagine um, prioritizing comfort over fashion but i mean really with the the options for shoes out there i don't think you have to give one up to get the other oh i absolutely think that if you're depending on what you're looking for in any style you can find a shoe that you absolutely love and so uh yeah what kind of stores did you wind up going to because i i did not go along for this excursion you did not Uh, you opted out it was offered and I politely declined. Uh, not, I mean, I'll, I'll hang out in a shoe store. I'll offer my opinions. But, uh, yeah, the the uh, often volcanic combination of you and your mother both doing something both of you don't like to do, which yeah, is go shopping. Yeah, she also hates shoe shopping. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be there for Coincidentally, that. Coincidentally, she also found a pair of shoes she loves mm. that match her dress wonderfully. So, she went you, to... You, you got to understand, my... my Shoe shopping is typically limited to, like, I pop into Macy's, the very friendly men's section uh, employees simply bring me shoes, and I, I pick which one I like. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever had to go, go to a second location to get a pair of shoes. We went a little bit of everywhere. We went to upscale shoe stores. We went to... You know, your Paylesses, we, any shoe store we could think to go to because I just, I hated everything. And so... So we did go to the department stores. We ended up at Macy's. I guess any, from from location to location, was there any noticeable difference in the experience? Um, except for the one uppity shoe store that we thought would have nice shoes, but had like grandma orthopedic shoes Mm. and kind of... I understand that's what the kids are wearing these days. They were kind of a little bit snooty to us. Aw, he got the Velcros. But um, that was the only place that I noticed any really different experiences. Because a lot of it was, you know, you walk in, you look at the shoes, and sales clerks (laughs) mill about. (laughs) Either either see what you like or not. Right. So um, we, we did go to the mall. And we went to a couple of the shoe stores in the mall. But every experience was pretty much the same, except for that one store where they were really rude and snooty and sold grandma shoes. Mm. 
And then, like, when you were kind of bopping around Amazon, I guess, you know, it's, I, I would imagine it's that, that kind of consistent issue with Amazon, uh, or, or really any online shopping, which is, like, you can find everything through online outlets so long as you know what to ask for. Like, if you already know the type of shoe and what the terminology for or it the is, brand. or the brand then you can find it with you know within seconds with a keyword search but if if you only have more of a general idea of what you want browsing through online venues can be more difficult than just going to a store it can and the problem with online shopping again is you don't get to try it on mm. but if you're ordering you know through Amazon they do have a pretty good re- exchange or return policy so I would say as long as you're doing it early enough, mm-hmm. so you are running that gauntlet of, oh, this shoe is either it doesn't look like I thought it would or it doesn't fit proper. As long as you give yourself plenty of time to return it and find a replacement for it, I, I'm perfectly okay with shopping online. My problem with the shoes is that nothing jumped out at me as, mm-hmm. oh, I really like this shoe, I want to order it. Well, were, but, you, were you just looking like... Going through to the women's shoe tab and looking through that. I did women's shoe. I did heels, Mm -hmm. women's heels, and I also did wedding shoe. Okay. What what came up for the wedding shoes? A couple good options, but I wasn't, and I guess this brings us to our next point, I wasn't looking for white shoes, Mm. and a lot of them were white. Which, I mean, I think that's the traditional wedding shoe. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense, but for me... I had picked a color, and I think that that's a little bit more common than you would think. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of girls who have gotten married in different color shoes, as opposed to having the white that matches their dress. And either one, I mean, again, it's subjective, so either one that you wish to do is perfectly fine. But I will say, make sure you know the color of your dress mm-hmm. if you're going with a white shoe. Because there are several different shades of white. like. For example, my dress, my dress is not white, it's ivory. Mm. So if I get a white shoe in contrast to the ivory dress, that would definitely look weird. Mm. So make sure you know what hue of white that you went with for the dress so that you can then match the shoe to that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so then, you know, in, in your searching, you did eventually find a pair of shoes. I did. I did find a pair of shoes. So what'd you like about them? I liked that, well, first I liked the look of them. I thought that... Again, because we're trying to go with a little bit, I don't know how to explain, like an older era theme Mm -hmm. underlying. I mean, it's not super prominent, but these shoes kind of fit some of the qualities of like the decoration you would see maybe in like the 20s or the 30s. Mm -hmm. And it, I felt like it would complement my dress very well and complement my bouquet very well. So that was what, what drew my eye to them. Then when I put them on, they were super comfortable and fit very nicely. And they have kind of a unique shape to where they come up the back of my heel. And I like that a lot. So, but again, it was comfort and speaking from my Polak nature, a little bit of price mm. as to why I picked the shoe that I picked. But I do absolutely love them. I really do. And um, I found another pair that sadly only came in red. Mm. And it's still... I mean, I, I love the shoe I bought. I'm super happy with it. But I'm still a little sad that that shoe did not come in black. 
Because well, it would have been awesome. You should have bought it, brought it home. I'd get out the Rust-Oleum, do a, do a coat on it. I'd turn it any color you it want. It had crystals on it. You couldn't... I'll just paint over them. Oh, that would have looked so bad. No, that would have looked so bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> not... Don't spray paint your shoes. That's not a good option. You know, I... There is a... Some shoes are dyeable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you get into things like... The, for example, those did have crystals on them. I can't dye the crystals. The crystals are going to stay red. Mm. It's how... It's the nature of the beast. But, yeah, seriously, ladies, don't rustoleum no, spray we, paint we, your shoes. we just yank the crystals off with some pliers, and then I'll put them back on with hot glue. All these sound like terrible ideas. I, I, I so. think I think you, you're talking about a missed opportunity. No, what was a missed opportunity is I realized after I came home I should have bought the red shoes because I have a red dress they probably would have went with not thinking of that dress while I was in the store. So that's the real missed opportunity mm, in that. Yeah, I should fair. have come home with two pairs of shoes. Yeah, fair point. So, again, yeah, the, the, the shoes have been picked out. Uh, you, you were walking around in them the other day. It seemed pretty comfortable to you. They are. They are surprisingly comfortable. And then uh, your plan, and, and I, th- I think this is fairly common, is... You're going to do a swap out after, yeah, you said after the first dance. Yes. I am probably going, I looked at a pair of ballerina slippers, mm-hmm. and I think that might be my swap out, and unfortunately that is going to create a big height difference, mm-hmm. but like I said, at that point, with all the pictures, I just have to make sure all the pictures that I want are taken by that point so that I have, you know, the look that I want in them, and then after that... If my dress starts dragging along the ground, well, it is what it is. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to be wearing it too much after that. So. You think the ballerina slippers are going to be thick enough? I do. Yeah. I think if they're good enough for ballerinas to dance around a stage on, they're good enough for me to walk around in. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I guess yeah, we're not really planning on going outside. No, I wouldn't wear them outside. Mm. But for walking around the venue, I think they'll be perfect. And I have also given the same option to the bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. After the wedding party dance, I told them, you know, I don't need them in heels anymore. If you guys' feet hurt and you're not comfortable, switch over to whatever flats of your choosing. Well, and then speaking of bridesmaids, because, again, this is covering all shoes, um, what do you get the bridesmaids wearing? I actually let them pick their own shoe. Insanity. Um, they all agreed on one. I had them kind of work with the with each other. The only request I picked is that I wanted their shoe to be white. Because mm-hmm. I'm doing like a contrast thing. I'm in the white dress with the black shoes. And they're in black dresses with white shoes. Mm-hmm. So it's the wedding colors and I thought it would make a nice contrast. But that was my only request of them when are they going to be matching or do they have unique shoes they are all matching okay they all decided to match their shoes which again i left up to them and so those those came in didn't they they did oh so where'd they get those i believe they ordered them through amazon okay they did an online order and it worked out really well for them (laughs) each have said their shoe fits really good except for you nikki i'm calling you out your shoes are still sitting on my table (laughs) but um yeah, the other girls have said that they fit really well. They ordered true to size, and luckily with that company, that Just, worked out for them, and they all love them. They're a good quality shoe, so hmm. 
it worked out in that case. I mean, it wasn't an Amazon horror story. It did take a long time for them to come. But, again, we're so far out yeah. that three weeks shipping for a shoe, no it's, no issue at all. Especially if it's a, a shoe that's going to be a first-time go. You know, yeah. You, it's, it was right the first time. So I mean, even with three weeks shipping, if we had to do a return, mm. we plenty of time. Yeah. So, yeah, we got your shoes covered. We got uh, the bridesmaids' shoes covered. Again, sounds like... I, I would imagine most of them will, will do the swap out later in the evening uh, for comfort. I believe so. comfort purposes. I think they're all planning on bringing a pair of flats mm-hmm. of some form. And those probably won't match. I've left them to their own devices on that. And I don't think they're all going to work together to get matching flats. I think they're just going to go with either what they have or what's comfortable. Okay. And then for your uh, bridesmen, you got two gentlemen uh, standing up with you. And uh, I know you decided to do something kind of unique for their shoe or or for their footwear. I did, actually. Um, I asked them to just make sure that they have black dress shoes of their choosing. And I am going to get a pair of spats, mm-hmm. which some people may not know what they are. So picture like the Joker's shoe. They're they're basically shoe covers. Uh, they they fit over the uh, pretty much everything but the toe of the shoe, and uh, you can picture the Joker's shoe uh, or any old timey gangster. Uh, shoe. Right. It is very like, I would say, what, 20s-ish mm-hmm. era. But again, that's, you know, we are kind of picking and choosing well, and to dip into a 20s theme a little bit here and there. I, th- I Plus, I, th- I thought it was a, a fairly considerate way to get your bridesmen into white shoes without making them buy white shoes. Yeah, I don't like white dress shoes for men. Well, Typically, plus, I guess it depends. Plus, the other issue you deal with is for your bridesmaids buying a pair of white shoes that is a pair of shoes that, in theory, they can use later on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as long as it's not after Labor Day. I uh, don't think people yeah, exactly but, stick to that anymore. But basically, if they're if they're going to any other formal occasion in the future where they're going to be wearing a white dress or a dress that a pair of white shoes would go with, I don't really know what that would do. And one of them actually even made that comment. When she saw her shoes, she was like, oh, I'll definitely be able to reuse this with some of the dresses I already have. The flip side of that is if, if you had Dan and your brother buy a pair of, of full-on white shoes so that they match you know, the rest of your your row, they are never going to wear those shoes again in their lives. No, it's a dead investment. They're... Uh, because there's really short of, you know, if you're in the Navy, you will have use for a pair of white dress shoes. But, like, short of that, there, there really isn't an occasion. Because no. even, even in a white suit, the proper shoe to wear is a black shoe well right it's not it, it'd be a very uncommon thing to yeah. just walk around rocking a pair of white dress shoes yeah but so like i said this gives them the opportunity to either use dress shoes that they already have or buy a pair of black multi-purpose dress shoes well and again if they don't already own black dress shoes which i think both of them do 
Um, I should hope so. My brother's getting married, yeah. so I would assume that's what he's wearing. But, like, yeah, just... That that is a shoe. It's a utility shoe, right? The black sh- the black dress shoe is going to go with everything. You can wear it with a suit. Uh, you can wear it to any formal occasion. Uh, you can wear it. I mean, you can wear it with a pair of nice dark denims. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can wear it for casual occasions. It's a shoe you're going to get some use out of, right? Uh, whereas, yeah, a white shoe, in, unless you want to look like a weirdo, or again, join the Navy, uh, you're never going to wear that white shoe again. Right. So. And so this gives me the opportunity to have them match the girls a little bit, stand out apart a little bit from the groomsmen, mm-hmm. and not have them waste a bunch of money. Yeah, because, I mean, as we found out, spats are incredibly cheap. Yeah, it, it's like anything. It ranges. I yeah. mean, I've seen pairs that are $5, and I've seen pairs that are $70. So. Well, I think the, like, yeah, the $70 ones, you're talking about the material it's made out of. and Oh, since, yeah. Since well, newsflash, guys, I'm not buying you $70 spats. The, the crushed velvet uh, spats. Yeah. We're, we're going to be more around the $20, $30 range, yeah. I'm sure. Well, again, it's really just something to, like, like you said, distinguish them from the groomsmen and to... As much as you can, turn their shoes white without making them buy white Right, shoes. without making it a hassle. And I do like that, again, it ties into the era a little yep. bit. So uh, I do like that callback to it. So then, uh, I, on my side, it's it, it's black dress shoes. Uh, I, again, black dress shoes don't uh, change all that much. And uh, at a distance, you can't really notice. So I, I have no real mandates aside from the fact that they're black. I personally don't like like wingtips uh, or, or any other kind of brogue design on shoes. I, I wear pretty standard. All of my dress shoes are pretty standard, flat uh, Oxford shoes. But... Um, yeah, I don't really care. You know, if, if Paul or Chris want to wear wingtips, I, I don't care. I'm telling all your guys that they're supposed to get gold gym shoes. Okay. Like, they're going to look dumb. Uh, but that's not on me. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so that's that, that's pretty much all we got for shoes. Uh, closing thoughts on that? No, again, just lean towards what you're comfortable with and then find something you love in that category. Don't mm-hmm. try to make, don't try to conform yourself to the shoe, especially if heels are completely outside your wheelhouse. Ooh, this is like a Zen thing. Do not conform yourself to the shoe, conform the shoe to you. Exactly, because, I mean, you're going to have a million things to do and be pulled in a million different directions. The last thing you need is your feet to be killing you halfway through this ordeal. Mm. It's just a basic kind of simple thing that you can do to make it a little easier on yourself. Mm. And there are so many, so many shoes, which there are a lot of ugly shoes. Don't get me wrong. I found a lot of them over the weekend. But there are also a lot of really cool shoes in different styles. So I really think that you can find whatever you're looking for. You can find something you definitely love. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, before we let everybody go this week, uh, do a quick uh, update uh, regarding uh, invites. So Mandy and I started, you know, we, we 
if you've listened to the previous episode, uh, we were doing our, our wedding invitations, largely DIY, uh, which uh, we've started the process. We had, we had gotten all the pieces of them made and finally started the process of assembling them and uh, got a few lessons learned out of that. Uh, well, one, the, I mean, the invites do look nice. They do. Uh, fully assembled. But um, as we were putting them together... Uh, we we realized that the uh, the printer had uh, miscut about half some of, of our stuff. Some of them were off centered, and someone didn't listen to our own piece of advice of look through every piece before mm-hmm. you leave the store. Yeah. Um, and then of course, yeah, some of our RSVP cards were oddly cut. Uh, so uh, yeah, the lesson because. Um, we also had issues with the the belly bands we wound up finally just printing them out here and mandy's aunt let lent us a a paper cutter yeah my aunt came through with a paper cutter hero and um i gotta say looking back we should have just done the whole thing ourselves we probably could have saved ourselves some hassle because yeah, the, 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 the problem seems to be that, like, like again, with, with taking the, the invites in to, to be printed, I don't know, maybe we did it the wrong way. But, but it seemed to me like you should be able to take in, and, and again, the, the places we took this to didn't seem to have an issue with it, but that you should be able to take in, uh, you know, a JPEG or a PDF file of your, your image, what you want, and simply tell them what dimensions you want it to be. And as long as you've designed it close to those, the, the you know, relative dimensions, they should be able to just simply type that in and, and print it out in that and then cut it to those dimensions. Uh, what we've discovered usually happens is yes they can and and again you can't you can't design something that is longer than it is tall and then have them tell tell them to put it in a three by five uh you know uh, vertical like it's gonna they're gonna have to morph it to the point where it looks weird but as long as you're in the ballpark they should be they they are able to print you know a a four to a sheet of three by fives or four by sixes um but then when it comes to the cutting process that seems like it gets less precise it it's quick and convenient because they're able to take that stack of you know 20 30 40 pages and cut them all at once but yeah we kept running into a lot of off-center things and i'm sure if we would have caught those earlier before we could have had them rerun them like we did with the save the dates which ended up being off-centered as Mm. well but we didn't and it was an easy fix with a borrowed paper slicer yeah we were able to so they were all salvageable and they do look very nice i if I don't say so myself, mm-hmm. um, got a lot of experience with learning how to work a paper slicer. <laughs> but luckily, uh, with our dimensions, we were able to trim some down and trim some edges off, and everything seems to have worked out to where we could salvage it, and it all looks very nice. Yep. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we we have taken 
Jackie uh, Crystal out there up on her advice and numbered our RSVPs. We did. We Instead of writing the numbers, we found a really convenient hack, I guess. We went on Amazon and ordered tiny little number stickers. Mm-hmm. And so we got those in the mail today and started slapping those on the back of the RSVP cards. So they're very, they don't obstruct any views of anything and you may not even know they're there. Yep. And if, if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, the basic idea is, and this is advice from a friend of ours, is you, you stick a little number on uh, each RSVP and associate that number to the person. So if for some reason they, they return the RSVP with boxes checked for meals but didn't write their name on it. Or if they just have sloppy handwriting. And you can't and read it. And it's hard to read the name. Uh, you just take a look at the, the number on the back. We know that you know number 24 is this person and it, it makes life easier in, in figuring out you know who, who wants what and, and what, what they want to do with it. So, listeners, if you are on our invite list, don't be a smartass and pull your number off your RSVP card. Yeah, not cool, guys. Not cool. <laughs> like, come on. We're, we're, we're trying to be organized here. Um, but, yeah, other than that, like, you know, the I, I, I think if we had it to do over again, uh, I would have just bought uh, an extra printer cartridge and we would have printed everything out here at home. That way, you know, we can run it through test pages, cut it, make sure it's exactly what we want it to be, and then mass produce it and, you know, put in the uh, time and care that you would put into your own wedding invitations. And I think then there's the opposite end of it to where if you don't want to do that, then maybe do look at a more upscale printer. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna just you're, bite you're, the bullet on the cost. You're gonna wind up paying for it, but uh, you know it. P, the the companies out there that I, I I guess we don't really know, but I have to imagine the companies out there that specifically their business is printing wedding invitations or things like that. That they've got this thing down to the point where a lot of that wouldn't happen. Oh, and it's pricey. It can definitely get pricey, but like I said, if you don't want to do something to more on the simple scale where you can print it yourself, then maybe just look at budgeting that in and yeah. see what's out there and buying. Just because, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna DIY, and and I'm again, I'm happy with the fact that we did, and I like the result we got, but yeah, you got to be pretty vigilant. If you're taking your printing elsewhere, or you know, if you're having your printing done by, if you're using a print center, yeah, you just you have to be careful, is the basic gist of it, and like I told you, at some point something was bound to go wrong. Yeah. It's the nature of the beast. So, this was our thing that went kind of wrong, but we didn't lose our heads about it, and we created a fix to it, and. All's well that ends well. I mean, I kind of yelled yelled at Dale. You did yell at a print. He was an old man. You did yell at a print depot employee. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he was being uh, uh, a little snooty, if I do say so myself. I don't. I don't think he was being <coughs> snooty. I just 
don't think he gave a shit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, I, I was, I, I didn't really have a problem conveying my displeasure to Dale. Um, especially when all of our things were wrong. But, um, but yeah, no, so, yeah, that's just a, a quick update on, on the invites. Uh, again, I, I like the finished product. Uh, it worked. We made it work. Yeah, and you actually had a good idea with, we're not sending our, the bulk of our invites out until, what, like two months from now? Yeah. But we did pick, I believe, like three or four people, you know, like our moms and things like that, that we're sending... We're sending them out actually next week, so they can get them. We're, we're beta look te- at them. We're beta testing our invites, right? Uh, Just to make sure that we didn't, being that we are doing a do it yourself, that there's not something that we well, completely typoed and totally have overlooked. Well, or, especially since we already did, you know, we we caught one mistake and had to re- reprint the RSVPs because we forgot to put in a uh, return by date. Uh, and so, yeah, pushing that, but you know, it's always a good idea to push that out, have somebody outside of, you know, the two of you take a look at this because you, you two tend to get into, you know, your, your, uh, group think bubble of no, no, this all makes sense. Yeah. It's and, just good to have some fresh eyes. Yeah. Take, take a look and kind of go and well, you know were you guys going to include this? And it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, man, didn't even think about it. And I think the moms are a good beta test Mm -hmm. because if there's something on there that looks strange or is wrong, they will not be shy Mm -hmm. about telling us this looks strange or is wrong. So I think that was a very good idea that you had. Yep. Um, And then, yeah, it'll be looking forward to to the, the, you know, later on getting all the invites out there because one of the other things uh, we've done is uh, I've created a Facebook event uh, for the wedding itself and as we get the RSVPs back we'll be pushing out uh, or including people who RSVP into that event reason for that is so if there are changes last minute we can push that out pretty rapidly i it's know it's a good way to push out data some some people uh and in fact i think the, we had an offer through our venue to they, they create a website for their i, I believe uh, it was web. either our venue or our photographer someone gave us the opportunity to create it and you can also do it on the knot yep and and i mean I like that, and it gives you a lot of flexibility. Uh, the reason we wound up going, deciding to do it as a Facebook event is uh, if, if for some reason we had to push out some sort of emergency information of like, hey, the venue changed, or that would be horrible, or the time changed. You know, for whatever reason, we got to shift the time. Uh, if I push that out as part, you know, uh, by posting it onto the Facebook event, everybody in that group gets a notification. It pops up in their face. And most people check their Facebook pretty regularly. Yeah. I mean, unless you're me. Sometimes yeah. I don't go on Facebook for weeks. But, yeah, mo- most people, if you're on Facebook, you're checking it regularly enough where you would notice that. Whereas, I don't know how often, uh, you know, I'm sure the... Uh, 
immediate wedding party and the the immediate family would check a wedding website fairly regularly but you know when you're if if you're trying to push out information to all of your guests i don't know how many of them would really hop on the your wedding website. Well, like you said, it's nice with the Facebook because they'll get a notification. Yeah, a little notification pops up. They should see it, and, and you can push out information that way. So it'll be nice once the RSVPs start coming back because then, yeah, we can... We can add members. Plus, again, then they can ask questions through that event as well because right. you can post onto the event. And, I, and we can put all our links up there and everything. And to, you know, if we did forget something uh minor on the invites we can probably uh, depending on what it is rather than getting them entirely reprinted we may just send them out and then do a facebook update yeah do the update through facebook right, save absolutely. us save us having to get them printed again uh but yeah so with that that's that's our invite update and i don't think we have anything else major regarding uh you know updates for the wedding no oh real quick though going back to the invites make sure you weigh them before you oh, mail them yeah i was shocked i did not think a wedding invitation could possibly weigh enough to require additional postage and i was very wrong about that i on the other hand did think that an invitation could require extra postage yeah so I, was, I was not I, very surprised i was genuinely surprised because I mean, yeah, we, we've, we've got the pocket folder and then the contents that go in it, but, like, it's not a lot. And, and I, yeah, I was, I was surprised to find out that that put us over to the point where we needed to buy the more expensive stamps. Um, yeah, I, I mean, good, good advice out there. But, yeah, just make a mock-up of it and take it to the post office. Or if you work in an office, you know, put it on the postage scale. If you're using a metered scale, keep in mind that that's not stamp pricing. You're going to be three cents lower. Mm -hmm. So don't go off metered pricing. But it should give you the weight of the piece that you can then figure out how much postage to use. Yeah. And I mean, if, if nothing else, put your invites together. Take them down to the post office. And, and rather than putting the postage on prior... Take them up to the lady at the counter, have her, uh, you know, weigh the the envelope, uh, double check it for you, and then have have the postal employee tell you what the postage should be. Right. And then purchase it. And I I, I did that with the uh, save the dates as I took them there, had them check it. They told me it was good for regular postage, and then I bought the stamps put the stamps on in the little lobby area and then handed them over to the post office. Uh, and I mean, depending board. on how many you have to mail out, you may not want to stand in the post office lobby and send and stamp 200 envelopes, mm. depending on if you have a bigger wedding or not. But yeah, at the very least, just find out what your postage is for sure. Because mm -hmm. that would have been tragic if we just stuck them in the mail. And then started getting returned to yeah. say, you know... Uh, yeah, all, all of our invites came back. Stamped. Yeah. Uh, Non-sufficient funds. And then, of course, we got to pull, buy new envelopes, redo labels, redo return addresses, restuff the envelopes. and then. Or them. with the way the invites have went, we at that point just throw a new stamp on it and everyone's getting a big 
<laughs> non-sufficient red non-sufficient funds stamp on their envelope. Yeah. But uh, all right, everybody. Well, if you uh, if you have any thoughts on shoes, uh, shoe related things, or uh, uh, further advice regarding uh, invitations and the magical odyssey that comes with uh, getting those together. Uh, Join us on our Facebook group. Uh, you can search us at, at uh, Let's Plan a Wedding. Or uh, I leave the link to the Facebook group in the show notes of every episode. Uh, if you're not a Facebook user, you can always email us at Let's Plan a Wedding Pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Don't put an apostrophe into let's. Uh, we, uh, we always appreciate uh, ratings and reviews. So if you got a minute, uh, take that minute, give us that five-star rating, and if you got uh, two minutes, uh, throw a review in there, too. We're always happy to see what you guys think of the podcast, and if you guys think of any ways we can improve it, let us know. Uh, with that, I've been Dave. And I'm Mandy. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>